With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here's what's cooking on the day's Sports Stove Local Hour. We're talking EKU football, of course, with Ryan Jackson, but also Gabe Stevens is going to join us. And we're going to talk EKU men's basketball with head coach A.W. Hamilton. That's what's cooking on the day's Sports Stove Local Hour. McKinney looks, sets it a pocket, throws open, receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source, and Righteous Felon has done that. They partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to bring the best tasting and best textured jerky around. Go to RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. Well, I'm your host, Vince Stover, and I'm joined by my co-host, the one and only Captain Ryan, Ryan Jackson. How you doing, Ryan? Doing all right. I'm trying to find a, a better place to set all this stuff up at. I think this will work. Yeah, we've, we had some technical difficulties before the show started, uh, but we got it figured out, I think, at least hopefully for now. Everyone can hear us and, and everything is good. Um, and I'll tell you what, it's just been the story of my week, I think. Uh, this weekend, been under the weather a little bit and uh, was planning on being at the game Saturday. Uh, my son had a basketball game Saturday afternoon. I was there coaching that, and man, I was just dying. And uh, I went home after that game, and I said, I don't think I can go. I go in the press box, and I could spread something to everybody up there. Mm-hmm. I go stand down in the end zone and freeze my butt off. But uh, so that's not going to make me feel any better for preaching on Sunday. So, uh, so I stayed home, listened on the radio, wasn't able to make it in person, and uh, trying to get – I got the good drugs today, so I should be uh, over it soon and, uh, and hopefully soon because we got all kinds of stuff going on with basketball, men's and women's basketball. Mm-hmm and uh, and whatnot as well so uh so we have not talked since the game on saturday yet ryan and it was 10 to 6 at the end of the first quarter and no points were scored until the fourth quarter after that Uh, i mean while i was listening and kind of watching the stats and stuff on my computer during the game i just kept thinking man the defense has to be so proud of what they're what they're doing um, and I would assume you guys felt really good going into that fourth quarter and even after the game overall for how the defense was able to play. Yeah, this was definitely one of our uh, better games on defense, I would say. It was it was a good all-around game where a lot of people were doing their assignments, a lot of people were making plays, and it was one you could just – you could feel a different, uh, like, kind of energy out there. It, it might be because we were finally playing back at the kid, or I don't know what it was. It just seemed everybody was – a lot more locked in for that game, and we really wanted it bad and played a good team and came up just a tad bit short. But overall, as a defense, I, I can't be too mad. I watched the clips back. 
my guys played hard. They they played their tails off, and uh, I wish we could have got that that win for us. But uh, sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. Yeah, and I mean that's the that's the point, right? I mean, you come down to it. Austin P. Um, I didn't see what the line was. I'm assuming they were the favorites in this game um, by a little bit, at the very <laughs> least. And um, I did not get my article out this week. I would have predicted probably an Austin P. win in this game too, just the way they played through this season. And they've been more consistent uh, than than you guys have, which would have been the reason I was kind of giving them the nod. Um, but, I mean, you guys get it to overtime. And once you get to overtime, my thought is, hey, I mean, at the end of the day, these colonels, uh, they like – I mean, I don't know if they like overtime, but they usually perform well in overtime. Right. And, uh, and when you guys come back out on defense, you guys get the field goal on offense. You come back out on defense – um, you know, I mean, what's, what's the mindset? Is there, uh, nerves with that knowing that, Hey, we've got to stop them. Um, is it just another play? Like what's the feeling when you guys have that situation? I don't, I don't know how, how everybody feels when the moment like that comes up for me, it, it's, it's butterfly. It, you get excited, like yeah. moment at the mouth to get back out there and moment at the mouth to go, go win a game for your team, especially, especially after the game we had against Utah tech, where we had a chance to have a defensive stand and win the game and end the game like that. It would have been awesome if we could have we could have put up a defensive stand to end the game. I know I know I looking around the huddle by his eyes, everybody was so determined. Everybody was so ready, so eager. And I I don't know if that's nerves. I don't know if that's confidence, but for me, those those moments are exciting. That's what football is really about. And it's one of the few times I've been in a game like like that yeah. with two competitive teams where the game has been pretty much even and fair the whole way through to where the last seconds are the biggest plays of the game. So I know for me, and I know for a lot of my teammates, they were more excited for the moment. Now, one of the things about having a player on the show is we get to get some insight. And I promise you, I'll never ask you a question that's going to get you in trouble. And I also don't like being negative, but I also want to be real at the same time. So we look at these touchdowns by Austin P. Mm-hmm. At the end of the first quarter, a 42-yard pass. In the fourth quarter, first, uh, second touchdown, first touchdown of the fourth quarter, a 54-yard pass. In the late fourth quarter, 32-yard pass, and in overtime, the 25-yard pass. It seems like, and again, I was just listening on the radio, it mm-hmm. seems like, man, it's, it's kind of looking back to the beginning of the season, those big plays just absolutely cutting you guys um, it's not that you couldn't contain them. It's that every now and then they broke out with this, this big play and that's where it ultimately hurt you guys. Yeah. That, that's the story of our lives for, for this game or not just for this game, for the entire season. It seems like one couple big plays pop off every now and then for opposing teams. Like I think coach Wells says it best. It seems like every quarterback comes in there and plays like Joe Montana against us <laughs> every now and then. But I, I can't I can't deny our DB's effort. I can't deny most of their strain throughout the entire game. They they had been playing those guys tough all game. So for for them to make more plays than us in that moment, but they have they have good players too. You can't you can't take anything away from their talent. You can't take anything away from the schemes and their coaching and how disciplined they are. But it, it's definitely disappointing giving up the big plays. It's, I know it hurts them as in my friends, as in my teammates. I know I know it hurts uh, when it seems to be the same, like, reoccurring thing. Yeah. But uh, it, it it's one of those things. You, you watch how we played against Cincinnati in 
the play is completely different. Yes, they're still giving up the the little, and we're still giving up the little trash stuff. But you you can't you can't tell us we haven't improved. You can't tell us we haven't started being a little bit not consistent. Like I wish we could be more consistent in some things, but you can tell people are improving. Tell people are trying. Telling people that are putting work in at practice to get better at these things and trying to eliminate those plays. Definitely, and you know, and first of all, I want to shout out to Greg Stottlemyre. He does a great job calling the games. Um, but I admit that when I'm there watching it versus listening to someone else tell me what's going on, um, you don't get to see those things listening to the radio. You don't get to see what's going on. All you see is the stats and whatever the, the commentator tells you. So I try not to be negative, too negative when it comes to not being at the game, seeing the game in person, because I know there's a lot lot to it uh, that goes on that I can't couldn't see um, or hear or anything like that. That being said, Parker comes out almost 400 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, uh, probably his best, well, his best statistical game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the run game was was mixed, uh, almost even yardage for Carter and, and Sloan, uh, 47 and 48 yards. And uh, so not the best run game of the year, but some balance there, needless to say. Jaden Smith had himself a game, 11 catches, 130 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunter Brown with another touchdown as well. Defensively, and we've got a guest coming on in a few minutes that's from the defense as well and Gabe Stevens, um, but we see continued tackles for losses, for sacks, all these things. Logan Blake, 18 tackles, two and a half tackles for losses, a sack and a half. Uh, Gabe Stevens gets a half sack. Uh, Darian Baker gets a sack. Almost had D-Bake on. Uh, we chose to go with Gabe this week, but um, so there's still pressure getting back there. There were still things going on that were good. Obviously, obviously you held them to 10 points for three quarters. So that's a solid, that's a solid standing. And you continue to see guys, but Logan and Nick have been the leaders tackling wise pretty much all season long. And Nick with nine tackles in this game also, but then you had a, a handful of guys with three, Kyle, Albert, and Gabe, and then uh, a handful of guys with two and a bunch of guys with one as well. So a lot of activity going on in this game. A lot of different guys uh, stepping up and playing different roles. When you look back, um, and I know we're not to the end of the season yet, we still have goals to accomplish and all that sort of stuff. But when you look back, do you think that this one will sting the worst uh, so far? Or is there another game earlier in the season you go, man, no, that one hurt worse? Mm, well, obviously all of the losses hurt, especially the the ones at home. I would say any home game. Yeah be a hurtful loss but this is one you just you you just wanted you you wanted it really bad not only for the team for the program for the city and it it would have been an an overall like like one of those like sighs of relief when uh if if that final buzzer had sounded and they were saying eku win instead of a loss but i i couldn't say any loss hurts more than the other because all all losses hurt to me whether it's by a hundred or by three but uh, this this one stung because you wanted it not just for yourself. You wanted it for your team. You wanted this one for a lot more people involved than just yourself. Yeah, and I know this is the most impactful um, in regards to the playoff possibilities. Now, you still have the possibility of getting there and still have the possibility of winning the conference, actually. Uh, but this was a big step in that direction as well. And, you know, the Gardner-Webb loss, I'm sure it's, you know, it's stung and it stinks right. and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, 
you know, it may have taken a beating to your pride, but it didn't hurt your playoff chances, really. Um, this one is the one now that, hey, you, of course, you got to win the next two and you got to hope for a little bit of luck at the same time that the football gods will look down on you and and strike Austin P with uh, with some lightning or something. But, um, but, you know, hey, it is what it is, right? And we got to move on to the next one no matter what. I can't The season's not over. And you guys got a huge matchup coming up mm-hmm. next week in Central Arkansas, too. And we'll talk about that a little later in the program. But if you're ready for it, we're going to bring on our first guest. And uh, this is a guy that Ryan has talked about this season. He's a guy that joins him in the defensive room. He's a linebacker and rush edge uh, for EKU this year. It is linebacker Gabe Stevens. Gabe, how you doing, man? Hey, good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for being on the show. We really appreciate you taking some time for us tonight. Yeah, no problem. No problem at all. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your EKU experience and uh, this season, what, you, what you're seeing uh, this season compared to what you've seen in the past uh, in your career. Uh, it's a, it's going, it's going pretty, uh, it's going pretty good. You know, I like the, the people, the coaches, staff, uh, everything, everything just feels like home uh, back uh, where, where I previously came from a great program. Uh, great people there as well. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's going good so far. Now you were at North Carolina yes, sir. and, uh, there with, with Mac Brown. Um, right. Yes, sir. All right. So tell me a little bit about Mac Brown because he's a legendary football coach. I mean, Walt Wells, he's trying to build that legend, right? Uh, but Mac Brown, I mean, that guy has some history. Uh, he's coached some incredible players and, uh, one, one of the big stages, uh, what kind of guy is Mac Brown? A very helpful person uh, before coach. He's a coach, so yeah, I, I really uh, like Mac, Coach Brown. All right, now, Ryan, could you hear all that? I didn't hear the first. Okay, I think you might have a thumb over a microphone or something. <laughs> can, you, can you hear me now? There we go. There we go. <laughs> we heard the la- very last part of it. So if you don't mind, uh, same question. <laughs> we'll give it a second try. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Mac Brown, he, he's a very, um, very good coach. Uh, I very, I appreciate from him for what he did while I was there. Um, he cares about his players and he always stresses it's not a four year decision. It's a 40 year decision, meaning that like after you're done playing or whatever, you could possibly go back there and find find a job. So yeah, he's he's been very good. All right. So why EKU? Uh, of all the places that you could have gone, what what was EKU that that kind of brought you here? Uh, really the the people. because uh, the people is what makes the place. Whenever I came on my first visit here, um, my teammates now my now teammates surrounded me with all type of uh, love. They um. They showed me around. They made me feel like I was at home, because uh, I'm se- I'm like I'm seven hours away from home. So it was a hard kind of a hard harder transition, and they made it a lot more easier. Yeah, um, when you come here, you say you know the family atmosphere and things of that nature. Um, is there is there one guy that you wish, man? I wish he wasn't part of this family. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who's the one guy on the team you hate? No, uh, we don't do that here. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But now you know your playing time and your snaps uh, have grown and grown and grown uh, in your season. You've been very productive, uh, especially here in the last handful, four or five games. 
um, also. And uh, how long did it did you feel like it took you to get in the groove uh, back on the field? Uh, I've 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 always felt like uh, even coming into college, I was always ready. Uh, I came here and they saw something in me that um, most most people haven't seen in me before, and um, and so I just took advantage of the opportunity and trying to play my best ball here. Awesome. Uh, Ryan has been with us all year, co-hosting this year. So, Ryan, what do you got for uh, Gabe? Uh, well, what most people see is, like, Gabe is a very gifted athlete. Uh, he has a great frame, very well for his frame. But I, the one question I got is, you couldn't have just been playing football. There has to be sports. What other sports did you play growing up? Uh, so, I played I play basketball. Uh, I swam. Used to be on swim team, and I ran track. Swim? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. 6'4", 225, which they, which they have you listed as. Yes. Uh, what did you play at in high school? Uh, in high school, I, I played um, many positions. So my freshman year, I was actually getting recruited to play cornerback, defensive back. So, And then as I kind of grew and I grew out of that frame, they moved me to linebacker. Then I went down to um, edge rusher, and so that's what I've been recruited as um, thus far. Yeah. Um, now, have you had a, you've had a chance to jump into a little bit of coverage uh, this year? Usually, zone coverage in most cases. But uh, uh, do you like that opportunity, or do you prefer just head down and, and hit the quarterback? Uh, I I prefer helping helping the team in any way I can. So I, I'm I'm able to drop. I can rush the passer. Uh, anything I'm asked to do. Yeah. Well, that was a cliche answer, Gabe. Uh, <laughs> we we're trying to give you an A and B choice, and you took the easy way out. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, who are you faster than uh, of the of the DBs? Shoot. You asked me, I'm faster than all them boys. Okay. <laughs> hey, come on, Ryan. I knew you. I can't lie. It, if it's a 100-yard sprint, Gabe definitely got a shot with him. Uh, okay. Now maybe now maybe now all right. So then some of them boys got a fast start. So maybe the first five, five, maybe. seven yards, they they may got me, but uh as it goes on, I I'll I'll probably get them. I like it. <laughs> That's great. Oh man. What's your uh what's your favorite move to get to the quarterback? Uh probably like a, a ghost rip. Um or you can go spin, or use straight speed, uh, chop his uh, outside arm down. So now it, give me. Uh, you're gonna have to dumb it down for me, okay? So ghost rip, uh, is that including some sort of fake and then a rip? Yeah. So you, so yeah. So you're flashing your hands at the at the tackle, and then as soon as soon as he throws his hands, you rip under. You rip under and make yourself skinny and get to the uh, around the edge. Ryan, can you make yourself skinny? Said that- uh, I can try many <laughs> days of trying to make myself skinny. It hasn't worked in twenty one year, twenty two years. <laughs> but I, I try. I've never asked you that, Ryan. What's your favorite move to get at the quarterback? Uh, it, it it really depends. If I'm in the interior spot, I like going a little bit of speed to power, trying to compress the pocket, and hopefully, my man Gabe and. Uh, Bake or rushing off the edge pretty well with his ghost, whatever. And it's, it's making the quarterback step up to me. If I'm on the 
bridge or in a three tech. I, I like using like outside moves, like two hand swipes or cross chops. Trying to get trying to get them to use their hands first to where I can defeat hands. So Gabe, when you're working on a team and you're working that pass rush, we've seen the pass rush have have some really good days so far this year. We saw days where um, yourself, Jeremiah, Ryan, Gabe, all uh, not Gabe, yeah. Uh, Bake, debake, and all having these big days getting the quarterback. We saw the other linebackers as well, Cam and uh, and Albert. But um, what kind of communication do you have to have with the other guys rushing, or is it just you do your job and you hope that they do their job? Um, it's a, it's a combination of both. Um, you have to trust the people around you in order to be out there to play. So you just um. Yeah, it's really just trust. You just got to trust that everybody knows their job, knows what they're doing. Um, everybody knows what gap their gap responsibility. Um, and then you just you just play ball from there. But, yeah. So what's the one thing that you haven't got to do this year yet that you'd like to do uh, on, on defense? Is there anything, a role to play or anything like that? Uh. I well, not not anything specifically, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to get me get me a pick, probably pick six. Yeah, find a way to do, do something like that. Yeah, we'd we'd be okay with that, Gabe. Uh, <laughs> whenever you're ready for it, man, we're ready for it too. Uh, now that's now okay. Well, we've had this conversation throughout the year, celebration wise, sack celebration. You have one go to celebration, or do you have multiple things? See the thing. See the thing is about me. I don't. I'm. I don't. I'm not really the type to celebrate. You know, if I if I do celebrate, you know, I'll stomp. I'll stomp around a little bit. You know, um, but other than that, I, I don't. I don't really. I don't really st- uh, celebrate because I'll. I'll just act like I've been. I've done that before. All right, but pick so, six. I mean, that has to be a celebration, right? Oh no, no, oh, no. Pick six. Yeah, those don't come by too often. So, so yeah, I get a pick six. I'm. I'm gonna be all over the place. I love it. I love it. Ryan, what else you got for Gabe? He, he's a serious player throughout the game. He's always in his head, so you know he's locked in and determined. I, I, I haven't been in there when he's gotten a sack. I'm sure me and him will celebrate once once he gets one while we're both in there at the same time. We'll get one this weekend. For sure. We can do that. Uh, the one question, I, and I've been asking a lot, uh, if you were a car or truck, which type of car or truck? Got to cover covering that mic again. <laughs> hey, you guys kind of cut out. Uh, can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah. I got you. Oh, yeah, right. So he asked if you were a car or truck, what kind of what kind of vehicle would you be? Oh, I said I would, I would be. I'll probably be a big old Mack truck. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Big old Mac truck. There he is. Rolling down from – you're from North Carolina originally uh, as well. So rolling down uh, – what is that, 40? I forget what interstate that is over in there. But uh, nonetheless, Gabe Stevens. Hey, man, we're, we're loving cheering you on, Gabe. And uh, you're having a good season. We're excited to see where it continues to grow from uh, as well from there. And, again, we sure appreciate you taking some time to chat with us tonight too. Uh, so good luck moving forward. Have you ever seen or played uh, at Central Arkansas yet? Uh, no, I've never been to Arkansas a day in my life. So it's the ugliest field out there. Um, 
but uh, but I'm sure it'll be okay. Uh, well, good luck this weekend, Gabe. Congrats so far, and uh, and we'll see you as you continue the season. I'll see y'all. Thank y'all. Yes, sir. Gabe Stevens, linebacker, EKU football. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking EKU hoops with the one and only A.W. Hamilton. With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer at IPM Pest and termite today at myipm.com that's myipm.com welcome back to the sports stove local hour presented by righteous felon jerky a reminder you can go to righteousfelon.com use the code stove 15 you're going to get 15 percent off your purchase joining us now for the first time this year is the head basketball coach of the eku hoops one and only aw hamilton hey coach how you doing hey guys how you guys doing Doing great, doing great. I know that you're probably itching. Uh, game one of the regular season uh, tomorrow night, and uh, and we're, we're going to talk about plenty of that. But let's start off early on with the exhibition game in Georgia. Great opportunity for you guys to go down, see what you got, and play against some pretty tough opponents down there as well. What did you guys learn about your team at Georgia? You know what? We did some great things, Vince. We really did. You know, we, we got off to a slow start. And, you know, just like we did last year in the CBI, we, we came roaring back. Uh, these kids had no quit in them. It was all fight and grit. And uh, it was fun to watch. It was fun to be back on the court. And, you know, Isaiah Cozart had 16, 11 and five. I mean, he was incredible. He's playing with so much confidence. And, you know, I, I've talked a lot in the offseason about the improvement uh, of Leland Walker and Leland goes into Georgia and has 24 points. So, you know, we walked out of there, you know, we, we were pleased with some of the things we did. Obviously we didn't win the game. Um, you know, but we won the second half and played extremely well in the second half. And it, it was, we, we were really thankful for that opportunity because, you know, early in the season, we get to go on the road to play an sec school who's got great length and, and they're very well coached by Mike White. So, it was really good for us and, and, and really helped us. And you're going to be in SEC country later this year. You go to Alabama in December. Uh, then you got Big Ten with Purdue also in December. You guys got some big games on your schedule this year. And I know you always like to schedule it as easy as possible. So, so. Yeah, yeah. I did, I did a good job at that, didn't I? <laughs> uh, now, you've coached experienced teams before. Have you ever coached a team in college that is this – this much returning experience together, I guess. You know, the, how college basketball and college athletics has changed, it's very rare when, when a team like we have, uh, when you see a team like ours, you know, we're, you know, we're one of six teams in the country that didn't lose somebody to the transfer portal. You know, we got 88% of our scoring back. Um, and our core group is back. I mean, we, you know, losing Cooper Rob was tough, um, you know, but, you know, we, I love the guys we added. Uh, and it's just so fun to see this group stay together. It was, you know, it was amazing at the end of the year. We get back from the CBI. The guys come to my office and say, Coach, we're, we're going to stay together. We got unfinished business. And we have a press conference. And when we have the press conference, it's right before the Final Four. Everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, why are we having a press conference to do this? And I said, listen, 
Just give this thing a couple months and you'll understand what I'm talking about. And you guys saw all the movement in college basketball. It's, it's like everybody's got a new roster. And uh, for this group to come back, it, it says a lot about them um, and how much they love Eastern Kentucky. They love this community. Uh, they, they love wearing that jersey. They love competing together. And, you know, we got a tight group, Vince. I know you and I talked about it a lot last year. You know, these guys are really a family. They really love each other. They really sacrifice for each other. Um, and, and they just love being together. Like, you know, it, it's it's refreshing when you go into practice and you got such a competitive, hungry group that, you know, they, they love to play and they love to compete. Now, you guys are starting the season on top in a way. Uh, you've been picked to win the conference. Um, so you've got all this expectation, outside expectation. You always have the inward expectation. Now you got the outside expectation. Uh, is it a different mindset that you as the coach or the guys have to have playing with the target on your back versus chasing a target in front of you? I, I don't think so, Vince. You know, we, we, we had high expectations last year. We've had high expectations since I, I got here. Um, and, you know, last year we were picked 10th in the league. We finished third, uh, won 23 games, got, you know, made it to the CBI championship game, most postseason wins in 78 years. And, you know, we, we welcome the expectations. We're really excited about it, but we don't really pay a lot of attention to it. The first time the rank, the preseason polls came out, I, I had a team meeting and I ripped them up and it was like, you know, it doesn't really matter. It, it's about the process of becoming a championship level team. That's what we're focused on. Now, Ryan, I've tried to get Ryan to go out for the basketball team. He hasn't done it yet, but uh, I'll, take Ryan, Ryan too. I'll take him. Ryan, what questions you got for coach? See, that's actually what I was I was about to get to that. Uh, so one of the first uh, one of my first rare memories as a freshman is when coach uh, A.W. came to uh, to one of our meetings and he had one phrase that stuck out with me since freshman year. And I even wrote it down in a journal like he told us to all the way back then. He said, make sure you all go out there and punch your opportunity clock. And I, I've always stuck with that, and that's always carried me through. So I have to take this opportunity right now to say, you've come to a couple of the games. You've seen my build and uh, the size frame. How would you use a guy like me or any football player in general that you tried to get to come to basketball? How would you try and use them in your system? Ryan, the thing I love about you is you got heart and you're tough. And the thing I love about your team is you guys will never quit. And it's I love watching you guys. I come to every single game. I watch you guys on the plus. I listen to the radio stuff. And um, I, I just I love you guys. I love you know, I love your swag. I love y'all's vibe. So, you know, a guy like you, man, you're a perfect fit for me. There's a lot of running, though, Ryan. There's a lot I, of running. I, in coaches I, I can make I can make it up. I, I work hard in practice. I'll make it up. And Ryan, what I told you was, you know, 18 hours a day, I'm, I'm chasing the NCAA tournament. And I call my alarm clock, my opportunity clock. When that thing goes off in the morning, I'm racing out of bed, man. You know, I, you can't get moments back. And that's one of the things we talk about with our team. You, you can't get a practice back. You can't get the film session back. You can't get that weightlifting session back. You, you know, you have to, you know, seize the moment. And you can't live in the past and you can't look ahead. you got to live right in the moment. And, and just get a little bit better every single day. Hey, coach, I got a question for you with that, because you and I coach on very different levels. Um, but uh, so you're getting kids D1 talent. You know, I, I do not have that in my program right now. 
But you talk about that idea and how is there a way to teach that motivation or is it just built in someone? You know, we're very honest when we recruit these these young men about how we do things um, and how we're going to approach our, our days. And, you know, we talk about being invested and being invested in each other, into Eastern Kentucky, into our community. And, you know, the, one of the first things that we do as a team when we meet is I make our guys learn the fight song. I want them to love Eastern Kentucky. I want them to pour into Eastern Kentucky. And, you know, I, I was really proud of our team last year. We were one of the teams that led all the athletics and most community service. Now, what, what that did for us is these guys poured into the community. The community poured right back. It was the first time in school history that we led the uh, conference in attendance. It was amazing. It, at the end of the season, it was standing room only in alumni, and, and the crowds were phenomenal. Now, let's talk about your team. You do have a lot of returning. You do have some new guys. So let's break it down this way. Let's start in the backcourt and look at the guys back there. You already talked about Cooper Robb, graduated out. He's playing over in uh, Slovenia, I think, right now, uh, working out over there. Um, but you got guys back, Tayshawn and Leland. You got Turner. You've got Jackson. I know I'm missing somebody. Um, so start with your backcourt, what you're seeing from those guys here so far in this early part of the year. Well, here's something cool. Tayshawn Comer was voted team captain along with Leland Walker, Tay-Tay Blanton, and Michael Marino. Uh, Tayshawn was eighth in the country among freshmen in assists. He set an EKU record most games started by a freshman. He started 37 basketball games for us last year. You know, he's just rock solid. Uh, the, I make all our point guards, they got to give 250 high fives a day. And I got one of those counters, Vince, and I just count them. All of them. They got to give 250 high fives. I want them to give energy, positive energy. And Tayshawn is he, he's the ultimate dream a, a, as a coach. You know, he's just he's a winner. He's tough. Um, you know, he's gotten so much better shooting the basketball in the offseason. So, you know, he'll take a big step forward. Leland Walker. I know we talked about Leland all, already, but, you know, I, I thought Leland had some just special moments last year. He showed that his, his talent that he has. He's the highest ranked incoming recruit in school history and uh, average double figures at a, as a freshman. So he'll take another big jump. And l listen, Turner Buttrey had one of the most incredible, like three game stretches I've ever seen. I mean, Liberty, Florida Gulf Coast and Stetson. It was like he was shooting the ball in a bathtub. And, you know, the kid is just. He, he's he's probably the best shooter I've, I've ever been around. Uh, and he's what he's doing every day in the gym, you know, making shots. Um, I'm excited for him because his shooting percentages don't mirror how good of a shooter he really is. So, you know, Turner Turner's primed up to have a really good season. And Deshaun Jackson, you know, I think Deshaun has got a chance to fill that void where Cooper Robb was a lockdown perimeter defender. You know, DJ's so big and physical and strong. Um, and, and he's really had a good string of practices here lately. So, and then sad news on Jackson Holt. He's got a knee injury. Uh, he's going to be out till late December. So, um, but, you know, Jackson's going to be a tremendous player in this program. Yeah. And, you know, DJ, I've, every time I've had you on, I think we've talked about him. I don't, I don't know DJ outside of just like small interactions with him, but I've always been a huge fan of his, his build. His, uh, his just mindset when he's out there on the court always seems so uh, so solid. And I've always felt like there's a day that he's going to break out, a season that he's going to break out. He's going to be a big part uh, of, of what your team can do uh, as well. Uh, what about your new guys? You got new guys that are here um, doing their thing, transferred in. You know, I always thought 
oh, I'm sure coach is going to bring in all these, all these bigs. Um, you kept bringing in shooters, and you told me, you know, hey, can't pass on these guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we, we could not pass on Colin Cooper. When you're talking about hitting a home run on the recruiting trail, uh, he, this kid, uh, I can't wait for you to watch this kid play basketball. You know, he, he just fits us perfectly. He can make shots. He's tough. He's got a great motor. You know, he's a double-figure scorer in our league, and he's a, he's a fifth year. So he's a very mature kid, and, and all he wants to do is win. All he wants to do is win, and that's why he fits so well with us because that's why this group came back. They want to win, and, and it wasn't about individual accolades. So, you know, he really fit into what we're, what we're trying to do. And then Pierce Thomas um, brings another big-time athlete to, to our program. You know, he'll have some highlight reels that will blow your mind this year. So those two guys were huge additions for us. Uh, then you get out to the wings, the forwards, and, I mean, you, of course, Michael comes back. Uh, which is always exciting. Uh, John is an athletic freak. Um, you've got other things going on with your your guys out there too. So, and then you got your big and co's, of course, too. So, uh, how you feeling about the old man, Michael Moreno? I mean, is he still is he is he using the cane yet? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> well, listen. So, Michael Moreno is had a unbelievable a Hall of Fame career. Just that that's it's easiest to put it that way. He's going to finish top five in scoring, top five in rebounding. He's 16 made threes away from being the all-time leader in threes made at Eastern Kentucky. Uh, he's been a team captain for three, four years now. Um, he's a winner. Uh, his assist-to-turnover ratio is, is through the roof. It, it's incredible. You know, we're one of five teams in the country that had three players with 100 or more assists, and that's Tayshawn Leland and Tay-Tay Blanton. Well, Michael Marino had 78 and only 21 turnovers. So Michael can just do so much for us. But, you know, and, and I'm proud of Michael because he's had a really good offseason. He's really improved his body and his mobility. So, you know, he, he's, he's going to have another outstanding year. And then you talk about Tay-Tay Blanton. I mean, you know, he's first team all league. He's preseason player of the year. You know, he had an, a breakout year last year. Well, his sophomore year, and I know you and I talked a, a ton about this, he was having an all-conference year, and he broke his toe. I mean, he was averaging 12, 5, and 5, you know, at the beginning of conference play his sophomore year. So, you know, I, I love Tay-Tay. I love his mentality. He, he's, you know, he, he's the guy that we have to kick out of the gym. You know, he does so much. And uh, but I, so I'm really proud of him and, and I'm proud of him for for staying at Eastern Kentucky. That's a hard thing to do right now for these for these guys. And, you know, and then you look at Cozy, the CBI, what the CBI did. And look, it was a magical run. Um, we generated so much excitement for our program. We, we got to play on ESPN. Joe Lenardi's calling the games. We have magical comebacks. We get down 12 to Cleveland State, come back, win in overtime. We do the same thing to Indiana State. We get down 17, tie it up, go to overtime, win. Southern Utah, we, we get down even more. Um, and, you know, we come back and we decide to go to two overtimes. Um, but it, it was amazing what it did for Cozy as an individual. He, I mean, he had 31 and 17 in a game. You know, he gained so much confidence. And, you know, he, he's like a new person. Wait till you see him tomorrow night. He's playing with so much confidence. He's going over both shoulders in the post. We're running actions for him to get him the ball, uh, things that we really didn't do last year. And, um, you know, and, and listen, he was fourth in the country in block shots, fourth. And he's preseason defensive player of the year in our league. So I'm really excited for Cozart. And, 
look, we lost Darden Capiti. He turned pro, which we'll, we will miss Darden, but we added Mont, Montavious uh, and Myrick, who, who's, you know, 6'10". He, he's got great length. And we had David Onanina that was red shirt. And so, you know, we, we still have a lot of depth there. And John, going back to John, he's probably our most improved player. You know, he, he's had a great summer and he's had a great preseason. You know, he's shooting the ball, you know, so much better. He's making better decisions with the basketball. And he's he just changes us on the defensive end because he brings so much length. Uh, so I'm excited to, for John. Now, you guys got West Virginia Tech on Tuesday, tomorrow. Now, I've got a game tomorrow, too, so I'm not going to be there tomorrow. But Friday, I'll be there. Wilberforce comes to town. You got Tennessee Martin the following Friday. So you start off at home for your first four games, five games. Five uh, games. Yeah, five games. And uh, you conclude the home stay with Troy down on November 27th uh, before going on the road to Western Kentucky. So uh, what do you need to accomplish in this uh, first first five games of the season? Well, there's, there's things that we got to improve on. You know, we, we were not a good free throw shooting team last year. Uh, we recognize that uh, we've spent a lot of time in the offseason trying to improve in that area. Uh, you know, so I, I'm, I'm hoping to see a lot of improvement there. Um, we've we've got to be more consistent shooting the basketball. You know, that's where Colin Cooper really helps us, um, you know, because last year, you know, we weren't a great three point shooting team and we shoot a lot of threes. You know, we led the league in scoring every year I, I've been here, but we've got to be a more efficient offensive team. So, you know, those are things I'm looking for early on in the year. Ryan, what else you got for coach? Uh, I got to ask, uh, with you being such a great coach, was there ever a coach that you looked up to? You know, Ryan, I, I was I was so lucky, you know, in my career. I played for a legendary high school coach in Billy Hicks, the, you know, arguably the greatest high school coach to ever do it in, in the state of Kentucky. Um, then I go to prep school and I play for Kevin Keats, who's the head coach at NC State. Then I played for Dave Odom at Wake Forest, then Skip Prosser. Then I played for Greg White at Marshall and then Ron Jerser. So I just had so many coaches that have impacted my life. And, you know, I've taken something from all of them. Um, and, you know, so it, it really helped mold who I am as a basketball coach. I, I was I was really lucky, Ryan. And then going through it at the time, I'm like, gosh, I got a new coach every year. Um, but it, it, it ended up being a blessing in disguise. Now, Ryan's been around around the university for a while, as a lot of the football guys have been. Not a lot anymore, I guess. Most of them graduated out now. You got Michael who's been around a long time. Outside of that, the guys have been around two, three years at most. Um, but, you know, you talked about earlier with Tayshawn and with Leland. Their energy is so positive. Uh, I, I've not been around a lot of teams necessarily, but I've always been impressed with the way uh, that their energy has been so incredibly positive. Anytime I'm there at the gym, it's incredible. Is that something that, uh, you try to instill in guys? Is that something that you're just recruiting guys that you know they're already that way, you bring them in? Well, that's that's part of who we are. We're a high-energy, uh, high-tempo team. And, you know, we press for 40 minutes. We play 94 feet. Uh, we're going to guard you right when you get off that bus. And, and you know, but Tayshawn and Leland, um, they, they just bring so much, like the guys say, swag. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's what they do. And they're so competitive and you know, and it, it's contagious and it rubs off on the other guys. Our, our practices are so competitive um, and, and, and it starts with those two guys. Yeah, it does. They I mean, last year when they were freshmen, the way that they pushed, you know, Mike and Rob was was really entertaining <laughs> to see to see how they interacted with each other and everything like that, too, uh, for sure. 
Coach, I appreciate your time. Always do appreciate your time. You got the first game of the season coming up tomorrow night, 7 o'clock in Richmond. Uh, people can get there early and often, be loud, be proud, all of those good things as well. And uh, I'll be there on Friday. I won't be there on Tuesday. I'll be there on Friday to cheer you on as well. And, uh, Coach, as always, man, thanks so much. Good luck this season. And uh, looking forward to seeing what the team produces. Thanks, Vince. Pulling for you too, brother. And, Ryan, great to see you, my friend. Great to see you too. Thanks, Coach. See you. That's Coach A.W. Hamilton uh, here on the Sports Stove. And uh, always fun to talk to Coach. Always appreciate him. He, he always gives uh, time. And uh, no, he doesn't have a lot of it. He talks about 18-hour days, and he's not kidding. So, right. so I appreciate him giving us some time today as well. All right, Ryan, let's get into our uh, Pest of the Week this week. All right, our pest of the week this week is Central Arkansas. And not only do you have to face the pest, you have to go travel to them. Uh, the long, I'm assuming it's a bus ride again, right? I actually, we're going to be on a plane this time. Uh, Matt Roan got the extension. He had we, to, we to a little bit more this plane. <laughs> a little bit more done this year. That's great, man, because I know that bus ride was uh, taxing, to say the least. Long, stinking bus ride. Okay, starting off. The field is disgusting, right? Or, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it suits them and it suits their team. It suits their place. So you can't say it's ugly for it's ugly for us because obviously we're not purple and gray. Yeah, but yeah, I couldn't imagine any I, colored fields is just not my thing. <laughs> yeah, I vote against it every time. Uh, listen, <laughs> they're six and three on the year. They've got good wins. Um, three and one in the conference, just like you guys. They are scoring 36.8 points a game, allowing 23.9. They've uh, been in a ton of close games just like you have been. Uh, they average about eight penalties per game. Quarterback Will McElvain, he's a smaller build quarterback, just over 2,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, only three interceptions. Uh, but he's not really a rushing threat uh, at all. But when you talk about rushing threats, then you get to Shenderic Powell. And that dude is a rushing threat. We talked about him earlier in the year. He played at North Alabama, transferred over to Central Arkansas. He's got 905 yards, six touchdowns. He's averaging 7.8 rushing yards per play. Um, they've got five players with three or more receiving touchdowns. The kicker hasn't been that great. And the defense has been okay. 21 sacks, eight picks, five forced fumbles. But when when you guys are preparing for Central Arkansas, I know you're preparing for Shenderic Powell. Of course, you, you got to prepare for uh, Shenderic. I, I wish I knew his nickname. That way I could call him that instead of the full Shenderic. I feel like not disrespectful, but yeah. I, I feel like I don't got the right to call him by his name just yet. I got to I got to meet him and talk to him. But he he is lightning fast, lightning quick, a uh, heck of a player. He probably is one of the pound for pound stronger players around too. He, he's just tough to tough to get down, tough to tackle because he's so shifty and so fast. And it, at any point in time, you you give him a lane, he can take it. And that's the one thing you got to respect as a as a defense going up against him. But you got you got to know that's the type of player you're about to go up against. So when you're preparing for it, is it is it preparing to contain um, versus maybe attack, or or is it still attack? Uh, it's hard because for uh outward answer, obviously it's to dominate. Like you don't you don't prepare to contain it. 
I guess you could say contain a rusher like that because obviously he's gonna get runs, he's gonna have plays, but you you wanna you always wanna prepare to where you don't think anybody can score on you. You wanna prepare to where you think you can go out there and defend anything they show up in, and you want to give the the fans zero points. And obviously that, that stuff won't happen, but and it it could happen. That'd be nice, but I, I guess you could say contain on stuff like that because you you do want to limit the explosives. You want to contain the explosives, and that's that's one thing that their team does a, a good job of getting to the explosive play. Yeah, see, I don't. I think it's um I think it's a show of respect. We talk about containment. Um, you know, I always you know heard the saying, you know, you can't stop them. You can only hope to contain them. Um, we talk about the great like Michael Jordans and things like that. I wouldn't caution Derek Powell, Michael Jordan necessarily, but yeah. he is a phenomenal ball player and he's proven uh, what his talent is. And I think I think it's not wrong. And I think it is respectful to say containment of, of Shim Derek Powell should be a goal uh, for the day. If you stop him, I mean, I know you want to try to stop him. I'm not right. saying you um, but I think, I think he's earned the respect of, Hey, our goal is to contain them this week and not yeah. let them, not let them crush us. Well, what do you, have you seen with the passing offense? I mean, they're throwing the ball a fair amount and they've got multiple different receivers with 30 plus catches and 300 or 400 yards and lots of touchdowns spread out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I mean, Powell is, is the biggest part of their offense, but they can throw the ball too. Right. This this is definitely going to be a, a game one on the line of scrimmage between us and their offensive line. Because if if we can not only get to their running backs, because they not they don't only just have Shandarik, they have Darius Hale and number seven. I forgot what his name is, but he's pretty good too. But that, we've played Central Arkansas so many times. They're they're a team that is high powered, explosive with their receivers too. They, they just because they can run the ball doesn't mean they don't have good receivers that can play. I, I, it, it's going to be another good game between two good teams that are ready to compete, that need wins in a big conference. Yeah, I mean, the winner of this game is is right there still in the conference, right? I mean, uh, it would be a one-loss team, and then it's just a little bit of luck going your way with Austin P. Put you right back in the hunt. So um, this game it means as min- as much as any game you guys have played this year. It's against an opponent that you guys have a. I sounds like a fairly friendly rivalry with. Um, is that would that be an accurate way of saying it? Uh, I, I guess I, you could say friendly rivalry. Uh, it's more of a, a, I guess a respect rivalry. I guess okay. is call it. It's it's one where you know you know it's going to be a game. Anytime they show up here, show up there, we like we like duking it out with those guys, and it, it's not with any foul words there's no no mess between the game it's it's all uh can y'all stop us can we stop y'all and let's let's duke it out let's let's play yeah i guess my thought is it, it didn't seem like you guys necessarily yeah. hate them, uh, but you don't like them at the same time i guess <laughs> but it, a lot of camaraderie was built over that covid year mm-hmm. uh when you guys played played each other twice in that season right yep, that that's one thing that will always be special between us and central arkansas the COVID year we we made we we made fireworks twice and i i think i think that's probably where and we went one and one i think that's probably where the respect started to grow between our two programs but i, I don't know how they feel about it if they if they feel like it's it's beef then i guess it's beef <laughs> 
Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, but big game, big game Saturday in Arkansas. So you guys got the road trip down there and then you finish at home uh, at the end out the year against SF Austin. Um, and uh, so two, two big games left to prove everything, leave it all out there on the field. And, um, you know, has the has there started to be a thought behind, hey, you know, we got these seniors that we need to send off. Um, you know, we got to make sure we end, end well for nothing else. You know, for guys in our locker room that, that this is the last time that they play at EKU. Yeah, we, we had a little bit of that today. A team meeting coach Wells brought it up today. It's, it's hard to believe we really only have like six seniors. Uh, and yeah, we want to we want to win it out for them because yeah. it, it's an important group of seniors. It's, it's most of them. I think it's 50 50 with people that have been here, people that have transferred. But it, it's more a whole team focused on we want to win these last two. Yeah. Not only for our seniors, but for ourselves, for our program. And like I said, for our, for Richmond, we we really want to win these last two, go out on, go out with a bang and show that we're winning. We are a winning program. Yeah. Well, and there's another program at EKU that is building a winning tradition. That's the EKU women's basketball team. Uh, they had a game tonight. They won 94 to 43 uh, against Hanover, uh, held Hanover scoreless in the last three minutes and five seconds. Uh, let's give a couple shout outs real quick. Uh, let's see here. Aliche Reconati, 19 points, led the team. Raf Toussaint uh, had 17. Uh, Antoinette Walker, 14. Um, let's see here. Sierra McAuliffe, one of the new players, 11. Althea Angelis, 13. So lots of things. Uh, Bree Crittenden and her game back. She was injured all last year, 9.7 rebounds. Um, Sierra McAuliffe had 10 rebounds. Reconati had nine <laughs> rebounds. My goodness. Ooh. Aliche had herself a night, five assists to go with that as well. Uh, Bree Crittenden had five steals Ooh. as well. So looks looks like her her knee's feeling pretty good uh, <laughs> and back at it as well. So we had Bridget Fox on a couple uh, weeks ago to talk about the women's team. We're going to try to get uh, more girls on as the schedule allows for it to happen and uh, continue to promote those girls. They've got uh, a couple other games this week, but I think they're both on the road uh, coming up the rest of the way. For them, let's see here real quick. Uh, let's see here. So Thursday, they're on the road. And then Saturday afternoon, they'll be home against Northern Kentucky. And I plan to be there uh, Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock uh, against Northern Kentucky. It's crowd the Coliseum Day. And uh, so we encourage all of our listeners to come and crowd it with us. Be there um, as the football team's on the road. And uh, so you can't go to the football game unless you're traveling to Arkansas. So if you're not traveling to Arkansas, come out to Alumni Coliseum and uh, cheer our Baptist Health Arena. Sorry. And uh, cheer on cheer on the girls uh, there on Saturday against Northern Kentucky. And, you know, we talked about this when Bridget was on the show. But I mean, this is a fun team. The guys team is a lot of fun. They're they're active. They're energetic. This girls team is, too. And uh, highly encourage people to come out to the game Saturday at uh, uh, Verse North Kentucky. And uh, I was trying to work out a way to do a live show. Um, that gets a little tricky just with permission from the university and other things as well and schedules and everything, too. So we weren't able to make it work. And I've been under the weather. And and uh, so it's probably better that I didn't go. But uh, but I'll be there. I'll be there Saturday and I'll have uh, headphones in for the football game. And, uh, and what time is your football game on Saturday? Good question. <laughs> I, I just i just show up <laughs> yeah i get it uh let's see i'm gonna give everybody an answer on that one because i think it's a i thought it was an evening kickoff again um hey talk about that utah trip uh late night especially <laughs> Kentucky time 
you guys got back at early morning, I'm guessing, right? I think I, from what I remember, I remember getting back around three, four o'clock. Yeah. And that was, that was terrible. <laughs> it was pitch black. Everybody wanted to go, go to sleep. Yeah. Coach Wells said uh, in the pregame presser before the Utah game, he said, uh, he said, we appreciate them being kind to us and giving us that, that eight o'clock kickoff. And we'll remember that next year when they come to us. <laughs> um, so uh, that was interesting. Uh, your game this week is at five o'clock PM okay, uh, in Arkansas. Uh, down there, and then your final game will be a two o'clock kickoff uh, against Stephen F. Austin in Richmond. All right, Ryan, uh, listen, tough, tough loss this past weekend, but we know that you guys still have plenty to play for, and a big game coming up against Central Arkansas. It'll be definitely be a tough opponent, and uh, we're looking forward to cheering you on there from a distance, uh, and uh, and hopefully everything goes smoothly. Next Monday, we'll chat about that game. We'll preview the Stephen F. Austin game. And we'll talk about all the other things going on in EKU sports as well. Uh, Ryan, any any closing thoughts before we close out tonight? Uh, the only other thing I got is definitely go watch the girls' basketball. I went to the game last week. They're definitely entertaining. I will say yeah. they're fun to watch. I love it. Yeah, I was pretty pumped. We don't have a game uh, on Saturday. We had one originally scheduled for our team. It got canceled, and so uh, I didn't schedule another one. I left it open uh, <laughs> so, I make, so I could make the game. So that's exciting times. And I know everybody cares. Uh, my basketball team, the Richmond Guardians, are 1-0. and We uh, played on Thursday night and got the win, and uh, we we're pretty stoked about that. And my youngest son's 12U team, they won on Saturday a scrimmage. And uh, my, my uh, let's see here, their 14U team, they did lose on Thursday by two points. Uh, almost pulled it off, but nonetheless. So we play again tomorrow night. Uh, in Richmond. We got a home game tomorrow night. So uh, we'll, we're excited about that. And so we'll keep you updated on this because I know everybody cares. We'll keep you updated on what's going on with the Richmond Guardians as well. Uh, all right. Hey, thanks for tuning into tonight's show. Uh, we'll be back next week with new guests and all new information for you. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. Go to righteousfelon.com. Get yourself some jerky. Use the code STOVE15 for 15% off your purchase. Thanks again to Coach A.W. Hamilton and linebacker Gabe Stevens for coming on. Thanks to Alex and KB for getting those set up for us. Thanks to Ryan for always being here uh, through thick and thin. And, uh, and thanks to all our viewers as well. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.